Welcome to a brand new episode of Tale Talk. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got a lot of news to get to today. We got a lot of news. It's right. happening. That's right. That's it. As usual. A week, a full week behind us. And lots of cool stuff. Kick it off. All right. I'm kicking it. Um, Valiant. In the face. Valiant. Speaking of kicking, Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. Uh, the web series will make its debut on 421 on comicbook.com. And then every subsequent episode uh, through the 26th will be released each day on the now CBS-owned comicbook.com. Are you ready? I am. I am. Um, I've been ready for a long time. I think that we've been prepping ourselves for this series. And, hey, I'm just glad it's not holiday season when this comes out. So, um, it's exciting. Uh, The comic book prequel just wrapped up this week, so that's very convenient. Um, But... You know what? This is this is aggressive, and I think that's the that's the move that Valiant has to make. They want to launch themselves into this digital world that the uh, digital and visual world outside of comics that they want to tackle. So, yeah, I'm ready to watch it. I'm ready to review it and love it probably. So, rock on! Yeah, um, and for all of you who want to know a little bit more, if you're a comic book reader. Um, check out that prequel series. It's only four issues. It is a good introduction to all of the characters if you don't know them from Valiant. So definitely read that. Highly recommend it. It was a it was a fun fun little series. Um, why don't you take over the next bit, next chunk? What? The next bit. Why don't you take over? Mar- why don't you do Marvel for this? It's very okay. It's good. I got a lot of DC stuff to talk about. Sure. All right. I don't know, like, this stuff I'm not too familiar with, the books. So, um, why don't you hit me up on that? Okay. So, um, the MCU, Thanos, is going to get his own origin novel uh, called Thanos Titan Consumed, written by uh, Barry Lega, which is going to be due out in November. So, if you wanted to know anything about Thanos from the movie... I think those scenes were actually cut um, maybe because of this novel. I'm, I'm sure we'll get a little bit of a backstory, but I was actually surprised to hear about this because I thought we were getting more of a backstory, but I guess we'll find out. Um, there was a comic book series that was a, a prequel Thanos book, which was just a couple of years ago, and that was really good. So this should be interesting. Yeah, if it's anything to do with the MCU, I mean, the comic book Versus the movie is much different. So, I mean, this is what this is supposed to be. Um, I did read a quote from Bear Liga about the involvement with Marvel Studios and how much they gave him in terms of uh, what happens in the movie, what what really what direction they wanted to take Thanos. And it's interesting because he's not exactly sure if this is a true origin. I mean, he had do a lot of filler because they wouldn't give him a lot, apparently. But they did give him some, I would say, some decent chunks of what they had planned for the origin of the character. So, yes and no canon. That's that's what I'm getting off. Uh, okay. 
from the information I've read online. So cool. Hmm. What do you mean they're getting I, cut? I'm gonna cut those scenes. Yeah, I, I just read that this morning. That's garbage. Um, the, I don't know how much because nobody's seen the movies, so you know yeah. I don't know. <laughs> well, it'll be deleted scenes nonetheless, but probably. Um, you know, that's the thing about. Um, I hope they do do good, do a good job covering his his origin to a certain extent because we get such like bits and pieces of him through the movies. He looks different in every movie. You know, it's like they kind of had an idea what they were doing in the beginning, so. Um, and as the you know the CGI improved, that's that's what we get. And bringing Josh Brolin doing the mocap with him, so I you know whatever. I'm not I'm not I'm not going to put this any of this shit down because <laughs> you know it's going to be epic. So whatever. Yeah, no, I'll definitely read I'll it. Take it as it comes. That's it. Um, speaking about what might be happening next, though, the next Avengers movie, we will not get the title revealed for us for a while. Um, the Russo brothers came out and said, we're not going to know what it's called because they want people to really kind of absorb this movie first and not come in with any preconceived notions of what it's supposed to mean. So I'm thinking we probably won't get the name of that next movie until probably the fall or later, maybe at Comic-Con, you know, then it'll be out for a few it's, months, but it yeah. comes out next year, right? It does come out next year. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that if you don't want to spoil shit for people, that's that, makes sense to me because i'm sure that whatever the title is it has some major implications of what happens in this movie yeah oh yeah i agree with like that avengers disassembled or whatever the hell like, avengers disintegrate <laughs> or so. secret wars or whatever they decide to do i mean it took them long enough to decide that these two movies wouldn't be infinity war one and two <laughs> it was a good filler for a while I still think they are. I just think they're not going to mm-hmm. call it that. I, I really do. I, I don't think... Sequel, as we uh, stated last time. Okay. Yeah, you don't contain Thanos to one movie. That's all I'm saying. Just don't do you it. Don't, you don't contain the death of the MCU heroes to one movie. <laughs> also true. You only cry for so long in two hours. Right. And that was another thing that they... Can't, I didn't write it down, but like Joe Russo said, like... All you people talking about where's Hawkeye, remember that there's two movies. <laughs> remember, hey, all you people remember that before when they promised all these heroes on the big screen, they weren't filling them in with half the cast of Black Panther. So it's kind of, I, I don't care. It's fine. But it's it's also funny that they're like, you'll be seeing this many heroes on the screen. And then everybody's like, what heroes are they going to bring in? I don't That's that's let's go on. <laughs> let's just be nitpicking. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the Seriously, other, no. it's like no Captain Marvel. Maybe Captain Marvel. I don't know. Maybe Captain Marvel will be in this movie. But no, they. Where does he get Captain Marvel? You'll get you get they... Umbaku. It's okay. <laughs> well, again, there's two movies. I know. I'm just fucking around. <laughs> um. Books is also collaborating with Marvel um, to release two books uh, centered around the Insomniac Spider-Man game. Um, one of them will be called Spider-Man Hostile Takeover, which is a prequel book to what happens in the game. Um, and that's going to come out just a few weeks before the game comes out. It's coming out on August 21st. The game comes out on September 7th. 
And then following the game will be a Spider-Man, the art of the game, um, which I'm pretty, pretty excited about for those uh, two books, as well as obviously the game. Yep. Another great coffee table book by Titan. Yeah. They kill it with those. (laughs) Yeah. The art of the game sounds amazing. I don't, I don't care about novels. Um, Whatever. That game looks kick-ass. So uh, I can't wait to play that. It's been a good long time since a good Spider-Man game came out. So I mean, uh, I hope it lives up to the hype. The Amazing Spider-Man game is actually pretty good. It just, it's actually kind of a better story than the movie. Yeah, it's good if it's an Arkham Knight, you know, clone or whatever, but it's not a Spider-Man Spider-Man game. You know what I mean? It's not Spider-Man 2. Which is a tie into the movie. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Saying no, I know. That it, it, it isn't. You know that one is the best, but I still, there has still been. Like, it's not that Shadows general. Good. Yeah, but it's not that. Yeah, I mean, that was okay. So um, it was the Ultimate Spider-Man game. That, that game was good. Yeah. So That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Open world. But how long did Ultimate Spider-Man come out, man? I don't and know. Shit from Ten years. Like my... My, yeah, exactly. I had this shitty laptop 10 years ago that I was playing that game on. So, um, in reality, we haven't had a good open, open-world Spider-Man game in a long time. And that's what I'm getting at. Because those, those are the games that kind of, like, reinvented the superhero games in the first place, I would say. Giving you that open world, giving you those tasks to do. And then I think, I, have a feel, I kind of feel like a lot of games are based on that afterwards. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I agree with that. Um Next up, dropped a new trailer. We're recording this on the 19th. They dropped a new trailer today, as well as the tickets go on sale today. Um, I just, I watched most of that trailer before we started podcasting, and then I was like, I have to stop, because this is ridiculous right now, and I don't want to ruin all the good jokes. Yeah. This is the official trailer, the final trailer? It's the final trailer, yeah. Movie comes out in four eight or on five eighteen. So, yeah, this is the last one. One Good. month. That's it. One month. Um, and you know, one of the things the trailer focuses on is well, they focus on all of the X Force members, which I thought was really cool. But uh, they also focus on Cable, obviously, as the antagonist of this movie. And they said that there's going to be a four. Uh, movie arc so i'm guessing i don't know how they're gonna do that with fox you know and and the whole marvel thing taking over but i I guess deadpool 2 x-force maybe these other two movies he just shows up in new mutants and and um phoenix of futures past or whatever it's called (laughs) dark Phoenix. let's hope not let's hope not this is this is where we are. We're on the precipice of changing companies, and they want to keep going full steam ahead. Which means either Marvel Studios has said yes, you can. We're going to absorb these elements from you, which we know they will. And then that makes me question: like, will they absorb the X Men elements? Which I hope they don't. Or I hope they start over again. And whatever, whatever. I mean, we haven't seen Josh Brolin as Cable yet. And I mean, I'm sure it's going to be awesome, but we know that it's this movie, X Force, and two unknown movies. And I don't think, I hope it's not the other two. That's 
that would just be lazy. And I, I have no idea why Cable would just show up in a new Mutants movie in some asylum. In somebody's nightmare. Uh. I bet you... Um, I bet you Kevin Feige's been on like those sets. Because you know, it's not like he doesn't know any of those people. You know what I mean? At Sony and at Fox and stuff. So he's probably been over on these sets and was like, listen, we're taking over. And this is what I want you to do. Plant these seeds so that when it comes to going into the MCU, it makes an easier transition. <laughs> yeah. Maybe those X-Men just go into space and they never come back. I'm sure. And they, and they come back completely different <laughs> actors. <laughs> yep. In a whole new world. All right. You want to take over DC then? Yeah, you're damn right I do. I mean, it's not like you were that excited about Steven Spiel. <laughs> I'm excited about one right. of these pieces of information. Yeah. Any of this stuff. You you wrote an article about one of these things. <laughs> you got, let's talk about Injustice and He-Man. Team it up so I can play as He-Man in the next Injustice game or maybe get a nice DLC for Injustice 2. Uh, so the, the genius minds that have come up with the Injustice comic, which is one of the most Popular comics over at DC. Uh, people love their their Elseworld tale. They love that video game. They love the violence of this. I mean, it's it, it is a really great comic, um, and it's and I really don't know why they haven't capitalized on this to make movies out of. So um, this is the kind of world you want to watch on the big screen. But uh, or even on the animated up, screen. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's a big surprise too. I'm sure that's that's on its way eventually. Um, uh, the DC also owns the Master Universe comic line, so this is an easy no-brainer crossover. Um, and you know, I'll pick it up. I don't care. I mean, He Man's picking up steam. Hopefully, anybody who's trying to make a movie out of this is paying attention to source material and not trying to do their own thing. I hope David Goyer is listening to this podcast. I'm sure he's not anymore because we insult him on a regular basis, but that's okay. Uh, so look for that. That's coming soon. But the big, the big comic news of the week. Yesterday was officially Superman's 80th birthday. DC has decided that the first issue did come out on April 18th of 1938, right? That would be. And eight years later, Superman is still, still number one. I would say in the world of uh, recognizable superheroes. So. Action Comics 1000 hit with a slew of authors and artists collaborating on this very expensive book. Uh, hopefully, those of you who wanted to get the the variant of your choice, I'm sure you had no problem tracking that down because everybody had a variant. It's, uh, it's exciting. It's, uh, it's a really important landmark issue for comics alone. Uh, and, you know, it's it's... It's it's a big thing when you think about this. I mean, it's American mythology, and, <clears throat> and it's amazing that a character like this holds true 80 years later. Can I just say, um, I am excited about the Injustice He-Man thing. <laughs> Damn right you are. <laughs> I thought that was really cool. <laughs> um, when I saw the picture, I just thought it was like someone's fan art, and then I looked into it, I was like, oh, this isn't a thing that's happening. Um, as far as action comics goes, Brian Michael Bendis is on it. Um, Jim Lee art. I can't think of two bigger 
stars in the comic book world to to be working on a comic together. Um, I didn't buy it. I if I see it, I'll buy it. Um, I was like, actually, I'm down in New Orleans. I was looking for a comic book shop, but couldn't find any. Um, so I will probably end up having to get it from like TFAW or something, unless my local comic book shop does still have a copy. But I have a feeling this is going to be going into second print probably today. <laughs> I have no doubt. Um, yeah, I I looked ahead and I had pre-ordered it immediately from TFAW just so yes, I could get the 1930s, 30s variant. So right, because in my you know the issue with small comic book shops these days is that they're being overwhelmed by these big these big internet stores that can get these variants because they order so many copies. And that's, that's kind of the, the smothering of small yeah. business. You know, it sucks. But on the other hand, these small con- are the one, these shops are the ones that are getting these special variants uh, that their artists will do for them. Um, so that, that happened with star Wars. Number one, that happened with this, where you'll see just like everybody has their own specific variant. And that's cool. Yeah. It's dope. Okay. Birds of prey, but birds of prey, buddy. You ranted about this a little bit. Um, yes, I, I agree with you on the rant about what the hell is the direction of this, and why do you announce Margot Robbie is the lead on this movie? I hope she's the villain lead. I don't want to see them doing some weird amalgamation of of birds of prey that is not acceptable. When it comes to DC, <laughs> you know it's a Batgirl movie that better that better have something to do with it, <laughs> and it better be Huntress and and Black Canary, or or this is just it's over, it's over, Casey. <laughs> so the so the announcement is they've already previously announced the Birds of Prey, but the announcement is that Kathy Yan will be directing this movie, um, which. A woman director, smart. Um, you know, she's a she's an Asian uh, director as well. I guess you know my big rant was just like, who you know, like you're you're trying to get people to to do these things. It's, but you know, I guess I've come to terms with it. It's fine, whatever. She directed a bunch of indie things that nobody watched. You know, that doesn't mean that she can't direct a. a big budget movie. It was more of like you had to couple the news with Margot Robbie being in it or else people, you know, the entire internet went, what? Whatever. Still the internet's going, whatever. Um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this isn't, this is the same thing they've been doing for, for months and years now. So, you know, announce something put a director on it, drop the director, drop the director drops you. Um, because you can't get your shit together. So let's see if you can continue to build your DCEU with with these movies that have nothing to do with the Batman. So it's just, it's super frustrating. I, I, I don't know. This is the kind of direction that they go in where they just, they, they say, hey, let's, let's, let's do this and let's go full steam ahead. And it just doesn't really make sense to the overall arc that they that they want to build. The next the next bit of news does because as I've mentioned, DC should be concentrating on movies that 
aren't exactly tied into each other. I feel that, you know, you've, you've, you've tried to go the Marvel route and you failed. So why don't you go and take your age old properties that, you know, people have loved for 80 years, you know, and just, and just try that instead. I mean, it, don't put any weight behind it. Don't put any strings attached to it and see what happens, you know? And that's, that's the, that's kind of the news with them hiring Steven Spielberg to do a Blackhawk movie. Um, the Blackhawks uh, first appeared in DC comics in 1941. Uh, it does, it has to do with a world war two squadron of, um, of people who want to stop and fight tyranny that's going on, you know, whatever, World War II, whatever is happening during that time. Uh, what I do like about it is that it does uh, have a lot to do with diversity, uh, which is a big thing in comics and the world today that um, is important. And looking back in 1941 and seeing that this was created, you know, I mean, I love the fact that you look back at comics and it was really the first um, voice for a lot of minorities back in the day say like with Superman, um, with, uh, Schuster Siegel, two Jewish men who were writing about the atrocities in the world, their, you know, their own, the own, their own prejudice, the own pre the prejudice that they dealt with in society. Um, and really what the root of a lot of comics those days, uh, and this, and looking to this, I, I think this is a really neat way, uh, for Spielberg to take a step into the DC reverse. Yeah, <laughs> you know it's a Spielberg movie, and therefore I will see it. I don't know exactly. enough about the property other than what you just described to me sounds boring. Um, I don't care about World War II pilots unless they were fighting, you know, some weird shit like dinosaurs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like then I would be it's like, what okay, they do, buddy? They do. They fight dinosaurs. It's what they do. So no, yeah, do sure they actually be fight dinosaurs in there? Not, in the, I don't know. Probably. I mean, it was the it was. You're looking at the 40s through the 50s. You know what the kind of zany shit they did in comics then. So I'm sure there's an issue where you'd pick that up and find that in it. <laughs> I'm, but this, I'm sure this would be a much more serious movie when it comes to comes to the villains and stuff like that. So yeah, like with you know with uh. Spielberg doing it, I doubt it's going to be anything less than serious. It's just another World War II movie. Um, and to me, I just, I don't know. I don't care anymore about World War II movies. We've seen so many of them, and Spielberg directed one of the best. So I'm good. Saving Private Ryan is one of the best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. uh, screenplay screenplay is by David Cook. So that'll be look forward to more news on that uh, coming up. Okay. Time for a commercial. There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. 
Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowel.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you! Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions once again! Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! All right, those are great commercials, and we're back. Uh, first things first, Incredibles 2 dropped a trailer, as well as a video game trailer. Um, I'm super pumped. I'm, I freaking love that first movie, and I, it's, it's really hard to believe it's been 14 years. You know what? what's crazy about that movie is that, remember the first one came out, and it was such a, a step up in their animation with Pixar? And it looked great and it looked different. It was they didn't use humans that much. That was one of the big right. things. So it looks so different. And now you watch this and it's like it evolved again. Like when you see them sitting at the table having dinner, it's like it's so sharp and it's like it's amazing looking. Uh, I did read something where the superhero bubble uh, pushed this movie off a lot. Uh, so according to Disney uh, that they could have done this movie before but they didn't want to compete too much with what was going on in the superhero genre with movies at the time makes no sense to me but it's here we're finally getting it so i won't say anything because it looks awesome and that video game ugh, that's that's like almost a day one purchase <laughs> it is uh absolutely it is um that's a weird statement that seems kind of bs like Superheroes right. have never been more saturated in media now than ever. Definitely. You know, 14 years ago, sure. You know, you just made the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. So, and continue to. <laughs> so, I don't I don't understand where that's coming from. And everyone's been begging for Incredibles since the first movie came out. So, it would have done good at any time. But you want to say putting this in a, in a summer where there's, you know, Deadpool, uh you know, Black Panther, Infinity War, um, what's the other one? Han Solo. But I'm saying even like specific comic book properties, like it's a pretty saturated summer to begin with and you're throwing yourself in there. You're going to make money, but Mm. don't tell me it's because of the superhero bubble. That doesn't make any sense. Um, No, it's bigger than it ever has been. Yeah. Yeah. You're competing against your own own movie in June. You know, I mean – it's not like Avengers won't be out two months later. Still making and Han out. Solo. Well, whatever that movie is, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, continue with the animation. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
we have How to Train Your Dragon 3. Uh, the Hidden World is due out on March 1st, 2019. Um, I This is actually a surprising property that's standed the test of time because it's been pretty relevant since it came out. They have series on Netflix that are popular. The toys are still popular. And um, you and I actually were just talking about how that soundtrack is epic. I just re-downloaded that soundtrack because I was like, you know what? This music is insanely good. Um, I think it's Alexander uh, Desplit. I can never say his name correctly. Um, But what do you think of this news? It's great. I have nephews who eat that shit up. Uh, Sorry, John Powell did the soundtrack to How to Train Your Dragon. Because he's doing something else. Yeah, he we, a Han Solo. Yes. I think he might be doing Han yeah, Solo. I think you're right because we looked into him and like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. How to train your dragon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah this is great. I mean, I love dragons. Kids love dragons. So it's it's, it's a formula for success. So. Yeah, they I, I like that show too. I've watched it. Mm-hmm. Um Writers of Burke or whatever it is, but it's Perth, yeah. Perth, Perth? I don't know. It's <laughs> yeah, that's I the my nephew's always watching it talking about dragons. Yeah, so. it's good. Can't deny Um it. No, no. Pumped. Next movie. Mask. Um I wrote an article the, about this today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you tell me do you remember what the acronym means? I don't, man. Not, I'll look it up. I'll look it up right now. Mobile Armored Strike Command. Yeah. Yep. So the Mobile Armor Armored. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yep. So back in the 80s, this cartoon, um, wildly popular, uh, it was a bunch of... It was basically G.I. Joe meets Transformers. You got these army dudes doing missions, like covert, covert operations, and vehicles that morphed into other vehicles. The toys are insane. Um, they had a comic book series. They they just recently had a comic book series within the last two years. Um, and this is part of Paramount's big thing where they're trying to get all of their toy properties to be in a shared universe. So Transformers obviously has been out for a while. Uh, G.I. Joe had two movies. Um, now we have the announcement of Mask. They have announced previously that there was going to be a ROM as well, but... This movie is going to be directed by F. Gary Gray, who just did The Fate of the Furious, which is fucking fantastic. I just wanted to do the alliteration of that. Um, this is awesome. I'm I am very excited for this announcement. Yeah, yeah. Also, Gray did uh, the Italian job. Uh, so oh, sweet. He's no stranger to car movies. Not to mention <laughs> fun as fuck car movies. Yeah. Uh, so. I have no doubt that this guy can direct a car movie. I have no doubt that he can direct a drama like no other or a comedy like no other. So his directing shops have, I don't have any problem with this. Um, and an ensemble. And, he did two ensemble movies and this is going to be an ensemble movie. Exactly. Who knows who the actors they'll get for this. You know, it should be crazy. Well, I mean, he's worked with so many different actors over the years too. I mean, it's, it, yeah, I, I think this is a really good choice for for this kind of movie, especially since like he seems to really want to do it. So it's exciting. Well, it's uh, one of those things. Shared universe. You, yeah, shared universe, and and you grow up with those toys, and you grow up with that cartoon, and um, you know, recently just watched the cartoon, and it holds up. 
it's actually a lot of fun. So uh, I'm pumped. Next, a uh, little piece of news. Jason Clark from Terminator Genesis. Uh, it's a, <laughs> it's a talks to his star in the Pet Cemetery reboot um, as the guy who lets his kid die and then puts him into a Pet Cemetery to raise him from the dead. What yeah, do you think? I, sure. <laughs> yeah. Stephen King movies are coming back. And they're coming back, quote-unquote, better than ever. So we'll see if uh, these other movies can do an it, which I'm sure they can. But uh, we'll see. No, I, yeah. Listen, I I like I, I liked the original Pet Cemetery enough. I like the book. Um, so I mean, it's a very simple concept, and hey, pretty cheap to make. So. Yeah, I, I like well, the first one. Make money. Yep, exactly. Um, Jason Clark, he's hit or miss. He, you know, he's good in Apes. He's bad in <laughs> yeah. Terminator. He's good in. <laughs> isn't he in Jurassic World? I, I can't remember, but I don't know. it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, moving on. Speaking of Stephen King movies, it two. Um, they're in talks with James McAvoy to be playing Bill um, and then Bill Hader to be playing Richie. They already signed Jessica Chastain as Beverly. So it too starts filming in Toronto this summer. So expect the rest of the announcements of the cast, like now, I mean, really, really soon. And um, I cannot wait, cannot wait for that sequel. Yep. Didn't see the first one yet. Oh my God. Oh my God. (laughs) I thought you did. No. No, oh my no. gosh! Make it priority ASAP because it's amazing. And with these two guys, if they do join, the perfect mm-hmm. casting choices for the characters. So, cool. um, Domnell Gleeson is going to be in the Kitchen adaptation. Um, Domnell Gleeson was in like forty movies last year. He's like the new Christopher Walken. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, doing a comic book adaptation of The Kitchen. We talked about it before. We've got um, Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale is going to be starring in it. Um, pretty cool uh, comic, you know. It's um, women in the Hell's Kitchen in the 1970s. Their wives take over for the mobsters. So I'm assuming he's playing one of the mobsters, one of the husbands of the wives. Awesome. Yeah, just another one of those, you know, comic book properties where it's not a superhero, but it's a comic book property. You know what I mean? And it's not super anything. It's just a cool story. And mind those things because there's a million of them out there. Storyboards for the picking. That's it. That's it. Continue the comic book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Luna, who just recently played uh, Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is in talks to star, one of the stars, sorry, in the Terminator uh, reboot, which is with James Cameron and um, Tim Miller. They have a female, like a Spanish actress, who's going to be the actual Terminator, though, I think, or the other star, right? Uh, I forget. It was I think, yeah, I think that Luna was cast as the villain Terminator, which would I don't know. I'm not going to say things I don't know about. Um, I like Gabriel Luna. I liked him in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought that that was the best season 
I've seen yet. I haven't watched this season, which I enjoyed until I stopped watching it. But um, yeah, he's when I watched him as as Ghost Rider, he he does that Terminator walking around and stalking and all that cool stuff. So I mean, whatever. I I thought he was probably. I thought he was overqualified to be on that show when I watched it. So it was good. James Cameron behind. I mean, James Cameron. Movie. I'm excited. That's it. That's really it. James Cameron's back. That's all I gotta say. So yep. Um, and then Mad Max, uh, the sequels, um, are getting delayed because there's this lawsuit between WB and um. Why am I blanking on the director? What's the director's name? Miller. Yeah. George Miller's film company in Australia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Whatever. Is, whatever I don't care. Get this shit straightened out now because I'm tired of waiting for a goddamn sequel to the best best wackiest movie that you didn't see. So... I, I, I saw it. This, I, hate I think people kind of saw that movie. They did. I mean, but at, at the same time, it's like, you gotta think about it. It was up for Academy Award. And people that say like, say like my dad is like, yeah, I watched that, but I have no idea why I watched this movie. So only a certain people really get what that movie's about. You know what I mean? <laughs> what it really means to us as geeks and, and stuff like that and action movie, action movie uh, lovers and stuff like that. So, I mean, I want to see more of that. I mean, it was a beautiful movie. Yeah, it was. I, I can't wait. Um, can you take this next bit of news? I didn't read this. Yeah, I read something about Netflix is now bigger than Sony, WB, and Fox. Not as a conglomeration of those, but it is now it is now earning more money than those each one of those studios. Um, the share Netflix shares went way up. Uh, so. This is this is the this is what I feel is really the revolution of 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 media uh, how people are watching media uh, with the original programming with with the with the licenses and whatever they're able to to pull in Netflix is now making enough money to put these 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 movie these movie companies to shame you know it's kind of it's kind of mind blowing we really have to look up the stats on that I mean the point is is it's quality and quantity because every single week they release something right. um they right. announce i mean i didn't write it down here because i don't know all the facts but they they're also buying a lot more uh properties from different countries like they're going to be putting out a dutch one they're, they've already been buying a bunch of different japanese um studios and like so like they're not just worried about America; they're worried about the entire world and making sure the world watches Netflix, which is something that these other companies, you know, I think they're cognizant of it now a little bit with China. Like Iron Man three, I remember they shot that whole scene like that was in China specifically to put in this really big Chinese actress, and it wasn't even shown in America. So it's like we're kind of cognizant of that fact, you know what I mean? But like Netflix is like more thinking in the future like okay that's cool that you guys don't care about these other countries but there's a whole world outside of america that watches media and we're gonna take them too so doesn't surprise me 
And honestly, I think it's great. I'm never going to stop going to the movie theater because I don't want to see the Infinity War for the first time on my 65-inch TV, as good as it is. But there's there's certain things where, like, you know, like that Jared Leto movie, it didn't have to go to the theaters. You know what I mean? Like, you could make it for $20 bucks or less and throw it up there. Bright, actually kind of surprised, didn't go to theaters. It was a sweet movie. Would have been cool on the big screen. But either way... Um, Netflix continues to kill it because they know the formula and it's working. You're damn right. Yeah. Um, just going to try to rapid fire through some of these things. <laughs> Kira, right, you always... Right here. <clears throat> right here. Here's two, here's two tidbits of news, just Netflix alone. You know, it's, it's, three. it's dominating our news feed. Actually, <laughs> three more. Two. Yeah, dude. Look. Kira Uwais and Jake Busey join season three of Stranger Things um, right. as the mayor. Only, I'm only okay with this if Jake Busey plays the same kind of character that his dad did in Predator 2. They said that he's off. He's a little off. But, I mean, Jake Busey was just in, um, what was it, From Dust Till Dawn, and he's off. I mean, the dude is funny. He's a good He's a good actor ever yeah. since Starship Troopers like Jake Busey. So, Frighteners does a good job there. Um I'm excited for this bit of casting news. Carrie Uwais has always been good. He did a good job in Saw. You know, obviously Princess Bride. Excited for him to join season three. You know, and again, take these 80s guys, right? Bring them back. Give them a new life over at Stranger Things. Um, another thing in Netflix. Glow season two announced for June 29th of this year. Did You, you watch Glow, right? Or you started it? I, I started it and then nobody else wanted to watch it with me. Nobody else being your wife. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody enjoys humor. (laughs) Like we enjoy humor. Um, Yeah. I liked what I watched of it. I want to finish it. So, so I can watch part two. Yeah. It's fun. It's another, you know, I like when they do these half hour shows, you know, just kind of like bang through those as well. Um, And then another piece of Netflix news, Ian uh, Summerholder, um, best known for his role on uh, Lost. I can't remember. What was Vampire Vamp- Diaries? Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I'll say Some... Lost. <laughs> Is it? Was he on that show? Or did he he was. He was. was remember, uh, he was with Shannon. He was her brother. Boone. Boone was his oh, name. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I forgot he was on Lost. The first season uh, maybe was he did he make the season two or did he i think he did two, died, two. Right? yeah yeah but he was um like one of the first people that died on that show yes right? was yep he was a cool yes, character but... that's right and then yeah he was and then he became a shitty character on a shitty show so now he's back being fighting vampires this time or being a vampire again he's probably being a vampire or no actually i don't think he is but he's gonna be on v wars and a good thing to say with that though is that's an i DW comic, I want to say. Um, let me just double check that, but I, I think V Wars is IDW. But uh, again, are... it is, it is, and they're gonna do a ten episode order with that. So, hey, another comic book property. Um, Netflix has also been very aggressive with snatching up comic book properties. They have Miller World. Um, one thing we didn't talk about last week. They bought Rob Layfield's um, library. Yeah. So we have all of Mark Miller. We now have Rob Layfield. It looks like they're doing Extreme. something with IDW. 
I mean, outside of the extreme news we talked about that one episode, the more yeah, life No, I think they bought the entire thing. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. Yeah, it's I it's. Thought, I, didn't, I didn't think they were that desperate. I'm just joking. <laughs> life fans out there. Right. Um, and then continuing with comic book TV news, uh, Deadly Class um, from Rick Remender. This series got a full season order over at Sci-Fi. Um, the production's already done on that. I think that, like they already did the pilot, but now the pilot must have gone over well with test audiences, and they're going to do the full season. So that should be interesting. Awesome. I think isn't isn't Happy on Sci-Fi as well? That uh, Warren Ellis. Because that got announced for season two. I think I think you're right. Um, yeah, Sci-Fi's picking up a lot of good stuff right now. You know. Yeah, it is on Sci-Fi. Their, it is on sci-fi. Yeah, better known for their C-level movies and even worst level TV shows. Originally, um, it's it's starting to come around. You know, so cool. it is. It is for sure. Krypton's um, supposed to be really good. I heard. <laughs> Yeah, right? So, you know, they're stepping it up. And then finally, uh, probably today, uh, God of War is out. The game has received 10 out of 10s, which is insane. Every single review that I've read has said it's one of the best video games ever made and hands down the best God of War game. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. I did take your advice and I canceled my pre-order so I could finish some other games first. Yeah, I felt really bad about doing it, but there's nothing really tied into my pre-order except for saving that money on Amazon. And yeah, I mean, I'm not stopping with Horizon Zero Dawn till it's 125% complete. So, um, you know, that's 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 rock and roll. It is. The most rockin' and rollist. I'm very excited about it. Um, all right, why don't you take over the Star Wars news? Yeah, that, that little Star Wars. Um, everybody has questions about The Last Jedi still, apparently. I mean, I do. Especially this point right here. What the fuck happened to Black Squadron, man? What happened to, what happened to our hero, Snap Wexley? No, you're right. That's the biggest question I had when I watched the last chat. <laughs> yeah, it just it bothered me through the whole movie, and I just couldn't get over that question that I, I, I didn't know if I enjoyed myself or not the first time I watched it. <laughs> Second time, I was like, all right, I'm going to pretend Snap Wexley actually wasn't here at all, and I loved it so much more because it, I wasn't like, where's Snap the whole time? So um, it looks like, <laughs> you know, they've decided, <laughs> they decided that... Uh, <laughs> Can you, tell, Stoll will. Tell Stoll. can you just tell Will? Can you just tell people who Snap I, Wexley is, just no, in case they don't know? Everybody knows who Snap Wexley is. Oh my god, right. dude! Snap Wexley was played by Greg Gunberg in um, in Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. He was a character created by J.J. Abrams because him and Greg Gunberg are such good friends that he was like, "You got to have a part in this movie." So then, the great minds at Disney Canon Making went ahead and decided to put. Makes that Wexley a huge character in their Aftermath trilogy, which was a big deal because the first series released after, you know, post-Jedi between that and The Force Awakens. And let's just let's make Snap Wexley a, a character for the for the people, right? So when The Last we Jedi rolled around... We always forget it, about that. We always forget about that cross-canon because that is a pretty big one. We don't forget about anything. You and I have been, been 
getting really angry about it lately. So True. just let me get angry. Um, no. So when Ryan Johnson decided to turn the Star Wars universe on its, uh, on its back, uh, we, he went a different direction than, say, J.J. Abrams was with Black Squadron. So maybe there wasn't any room. There also wasn't any room for apparently any deleted scenes either. So we knew that wasn't his concentration at all. So uh, Charles Stoll will be writing it up in starting in uh, put the comic Poe Dameron 29 from Marvel Comics. And we're going to get a little backstory on where Snap Wexley, Jessica Paba, and Black Squadron, where were they during the events of The Last Jedi? They were fighting for the very survival of the Resistance, of course. Um, and now, at last, their story can be told. Or, as I read it the first time, now their last story can be told. And I was like, what? But no, they're not dead. So maybe maybe they'll show back up in, with J.J. Abrams in uh, Episode 9. I gave up on that poll comic a long time ago. Not because of lack oh. of it being good, but... So it sounds like I should be reading this. Yeah, I gave up on it for lack of... I didn't have enough money to keep spending on more comics. But, um, yeah, it's... I, it was it was a great... It's a great comic. I was really surprised by it. I thought it was going to be like, oh, hey, let's just make as many Star Wars comic properties as possible. Yeah. And just be like, all right, but this... I mean, I, I really enjoy what I read of it, and it's already going to be... It's on issue 26 today which i'm sorry uh yesterday wednesday so this week all right so it's going I'll, I'll go back i'll check it out i guess i guess you can if i mean if this canon thing is a real thing i do want to read it is. i like poe a lot and i i think they yeah, do a better job with him in the in the comics than they do in the movie so i'm excited i'll read it all right what's next uh, Solo Last Shot, the latest novel from um, Del Rey, I think it is, right? Um, is out now, and if you want to get some backstory, more canon backstory, because this is where his wife shows up in the book. Um, and like we said, it looks like uh, that's where they're going to kind of contain canon a little bit with hints and bits and pieces here in the movies, but you know, if you really want the full story, go read the books in the comics. So that's out now. Is this a full book? Full book. Full book. Okay. So I just finished. I'm just going to go off a little bit. I just finished uh, Lost Stars, which I actually enjoyed until the very end. The ending was so unsatisfying that I was like, are you is, really? I mean, yes, they leave it open for stuff. Like, I'm spoilers everywhere, but yes, they leave it open for things, I suppose. But it was so unsatisfying. Like, I was just really like, okay, I enjoyed this entire book, and then you just brought this down. So the only reason I'm asking this is because I just finished that, and I had downloaded Thrawn, but maybe I'll I'll instead listen to uh, Han Solo uh, as the audio book. Do it, man. I mean... This this book takes place in three three different time periods, including post Return of the Jedi. So mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Yeah, it's on Audible. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, it should be. I mean, who the fuck buys books anymore? I do. Um, <laughs> Tell your wife so, that <laughs> uh, she doesn't buy book books. She buys right. digital books. You're right. Yes. So okay. Well, all right. Save a tree. Cool. Well, Final bit of news today. Uh, Victoria Mahoney has been brought on 
to assist J.J. Abrams as second unit director on episode nine. So this yeah, this is, is big news second. because um, this never happened before. Um, it's always a man for the most part. And it's a woman and it's a woman of color. Um, Ava Duvrovne, I think, is the one who broke the news actually for this. She had a lot of uh, helpings with JJ on Force Awakens. You know, he went to her and asked her for help on certain characters and scenes. So, you know, this is pretty exciting that, again, um, we're just expanding that world. And, you know, a lot of people gave shit to Star Wars and, and Kathleen Kennedy when they were saying, oh, you brought in uh, the Game of Thrones guys and you brought in Jon Favreau. And where's the diversity? Where's blah, blah, blah. And she said in that announcement, with other creatives who will be helping. It's not just those guys. A movie isn't just J.J. Abrams. There's a lot of other people who do these things. So it's it's good to know that um, they are, you know, Kathleen Kenny's a, a fucking woman who runs a studio, you know? So, like, hello. She's very cognizant of the fact that there needs to be diversity. And I like that this is, this is announced. So, yes, go diversity over at Disney and at Star Wars. Yay! And now it's time for the Pursuit of Plastic. Let's get into this week's Pursuit of Plastic. What do we got? Awesome. Awesome. We got, uh, first up, NECA and Cavity Colors has teamed up for the packaging on their 8-inch The Fog Captain Blake action figure. Uh, this is great. I love the Migo-style figures that Nick has been doing for years now. I I did pick up the Escape from New York Snake Plissken back in the day. Uh, so I am trying to build up my awesome John Carpenter action figure collection. And you know, you've helped with that, the Michael Myers figure. That's coming soon from Mesco. But um, yeah, it's a cool team up with Cavity Colors, a great independent art company. Um, you got anything to say on this one? Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty excited. It looks really good. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 happy to see more John Carpenter characters come out into the world. Never enough of those. Exactly. We just asked for a nice uh, Christine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> six inch scale. <laughs> it's gonna run over all my other toys. That's it. Uh, next up. Uh, Mesco, two big announcements in the last week. Uh, last Friday was Friday the 13th. Uh, and as as expected, I guess, that I guess I don't know if I really expected it because I don't really expect Mesco to ever put anything out in time, but at least pre order wise, they can do this. So Jason Voorhees from part three uh, was put up for pre order. That's, that's cool. And uh, also, We've been getting a lot of teases this week about vampires and stakes and all that fun stuff. And we had some speculation on what that was going to be and all that exciting stuff. But it ends up, it wasn't Buffy, it wasn't Hammer Films, it was Blade. So here's Mezco just announcing these things at, um, at, at Toy Fair this year and already dropping them on their pre-order. So that's that's cool. That's very cool, I think. Uh, opposed to where we haven't seen a lot of things from last year's Toy Fair yet. So we'll, 
we'll really see where this all falls when it comes to uh, actual release date. But both figures look great. Yeah, the Blade figure especially is pretty fantastic. Um, oh, yeah. Haven't seen a Blade figure done that well since Toy Biz. Um, I know you have the one six scale one. I can't remember who did that figure that you got. Um, um, but... It's, no. You know what? Hasbro just came out with one, which was cool. I was really, really thinking about picking it up because that it reminds me of what of what I wanted out of a Blade figure. I had the original movie one from Toy Biz. I sold that a while ago. Um, but you know, this one, this one has it all. I mean, it's 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 packed as you would expect with a Mezco. Lots of accessories. They actually have those cool gun effects now, um, so they're starting to include those. And those, that's a no-brainer. That's stuff they should have been doing from the beginning. But alternate head looks great. Uh, yeah, the whole getup looks great. Uh, the sword is magnetic, apparently, so it sticks to his back. Uh, unlike where Wolverine, you couldn't put that on his back. Uh, it was a separate thing. Uh, Sticks go into the uh, his holster on his thigh. All that, all that great stuff, so you can have the ultimate blade figure that you've been waiting for for years. Yep, I'm pretty pumped for that. Um, I also, that's my favorite Jason look, uh, part three. So, though NECA has been doing Jason for so long, I really don't feel the need to get another Jason figure um, at that price point. I, I'm sorry, I've got a couple Jasons already from NECA. They do a fantastic job with the sculpts. And as much as that Mezco, they do great stuff. I guess if this is your first Jason figure, try it out. But if it's your 14th or 30th, like it is for everyone else who's been getting Jason toys since the McFarlane line of Movie Maniacs, really don't need another one. That's all. <laughs> all right, what's the last? Uh, for you big spenders out there, uh, the Sideshow has a great new Mythos statue coming out. Uh, they're Mythos lines are pretty awesome. Just gives you a version of a character from whatever in some awesome, awesome, like, concept idea. Uh, this one, the Terminator premium format Rebel Terminator Mythos statue is, like I said, it's a statue. Opposed to sometimes to do uh, an actual six, uh, one six scale figure. Uh, take a look at it. Pre-orders opened up today which is thursday when we're or, uh recording this episode so uh you can get two different versions at either 575 dollars or 560 dollars depending on which if you want the exclusive version versus the whatever other version but these are uh these are cool as hell man this 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 is like this female terminator uh it's it's very futuristic looking she's like a terminator hunter and it's just you know Instead of hashing out things that have been done before, I love that they, they decided to go ahead and, and tackle uh, our dreams and imaginations instead. Yeah, they do. I mean, obviously, Sideshow's always killing it over there. And you must spend the extra $15. Just do it. Doesn't make any okay. sense not to. Um, plus, there's a there's a uh, payment plan. So, makes it hurt a little less. Yeah, that's that's kind of the cool thing about like these big, big expensive collectibles. You know, it's it's you get your hands on them and not feel like you're just like, oh, I got to drop six hundred dollars today. But you know, it really helps with hot toys. Um, 
and things like that. So I love that sideshow exists and that they can get all these these different these different products in. So dang right. Um so just wanted to plug everybody who uh supported the first in the defect T fat comics uh line of comics, hollowed, um fully funded. Uh, on the Kickstarter, by the time this episode comes out, the Kickstarter will probably be over. So thanks for everybody who has done their support. Um, it means a lot, and you'll be getting your hands on it soon. I also want to say, um, I don't know where you listen to your podcast, but if you choose to listen to Radio Public, um, get it from the Radio Public app. Uh, every person who downloads the episodes through that way, um, we get a little kickback that puts into back into the show, back to the website. Don't forget towel.com um, back into the production of this podcast. So uh, check us out on radio public. We have the links all over the site. Um, please support us there. Where else can you find us, Chris? We are on don't forget your daily source for all news reviews, interviews, and more also on social medias. Check us out. Interact with us. We would love to talk to you. Throw us some ideas, comments, whatever you can think of. If you hate us, that's fine. We hate you too. Just joking. But okay, yeah. Check us out. Um, <laughs> check us out, and uh, we try to put these episodes out every Thursday. Uh, so this week it is Friday due to travel arrangements and stuff like that. So we will. Usually let you know if we're not going to be here, but, you know, tune in every week for the latest in geekly news. Um, One thing I do want to say is next week, there will be at least two episodes. Um, Next week is the release of Avengers Infinity War, and um, I shot an extra special two-episode arc um, for a breakdown of the MCU's... uh, movies in like a bracket form. So uh, me and the former geeks, you know, um, fought to say who is the best of all of the MCU movies. So take a listen to those. And then again, Chris and I will try to shoot our, our normal episode as well. So at least two episodes will be out next week leading up to the infinity war. And that's it. So thank you guys for taking a listen. Bye. Thanks guys. See you next time.